Can a church ask the members of a church family to put being church as the highest priority in life? Is that okay? Is it biblical? Is it practical? If so, how? If not, what are we doing? I worry sometimes. The kingdom of God, the church, my faith, is my job. And that's not true for almost everyone else in the family that God has called me to lead. Is it okay to ask you to put church first? Or the kingdom of God first? Could that really happen? Life is full of distractions. We have family, we have friends, partners, work, responsibilities, passions, commitments. Where does church come in all of that? What does church even mean anyway? Do we mean Sunday morning? Do we mean Sunday morning and a weeknight? Do we mean Sunday morning, a weeknight, prayer meeting, serving on teams and going to events? Do we give our money and time to a church in order to receive spiritual inspiration and direction? Just like we pay Cineworld or Netflix or our phone provider or a news provider to receive information and inspiration. What should the church family expect Sorry, what should the church and the leaders expect of church family members? What should church family members expect of the church and its leaders? And anyway, why am I banging on about church? It's about Jesus, the kingdom, not some man-made structure. I am not going to answer all of those questions today. We plan in the next year to bring clarity to all of these areas. But right now, to begin, we need a vision. We need to know what it is that God has called us to do. What it means to be church in a way that makes Jesus Lord, makes life work, And the kingdom comes. I believe that the local church is the answer to the world's problems. Person by person, time after time. So what's the vision? Let me share what I believe is God's vision. His dream for us. Our shared future. Then maybe we can get back to some of those church questions. I'm going to read from 2 Kings chapter 4, starting at verse 1. The wife of a man from the group of the prophets cried out to Elisha. She said, my husband is dead. 
you know how much respect he had for the Lord. But he owed money to somebody. And now that person is coming to take my two boys away. And they will become his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I don't have anything there at all, she said. All I have is a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around to all your neighbours. Ask them for empty jars. Get as many as you can. Then go inside your house, shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all of the jars. As each jar filled, put it over to one side. The woman left him. Then she shut the door behind her and her sons. She brought, they brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she spoke to one of her sons. She said, bring me another jar. He replied, there aren't any more left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man and God about it. And he said, go and sell the oil. Pay what you owe. You and your sons can live on what is left. Six months before we even moved to Coventry, we were given these verses. I've been sat with this for the best part of five years. There are many things to say here. But the key thing was the question that I felt God asked me in the first instance. Took me to this passage and said, what if, David? What if they'd had access to a vat? What if they'd poured it down the well? What if they'd poured it into the lake? What if they'd stopped up the windows and the doors of their house and poured it in the roof? I'm not trying to belittle the woman and her sons. God was asking me this question for a reason. I need to see something. The limit on the oil is not the jar from which it is being poured. The limit to the oil is the receptacle into which it is being poured. The limit is not the oil or the jar... The limit is the number of jars they got from their neighbours. How do you grow a church? The accepted wisdom is you fill the building on Sunday with people and then when it's full, you put on a second service or a third service and then you buy or build a bigger building and repeat. This is not God's vision for us. I believe his vision is one of overflow, of multiplication, of everything being ready to overflow and build without the constraints of buildings and structures. He wants us to create a structure that can grow with the oil, where the oil of his spirit can flow as he wills, unencumbered. In four years, in leading here, we've added more administration staff than any other type. Why? Because there is work created by a family. Everyone does life admin. We choose to spend money so that a few people can do finance and organisation so that the rest of the family doesn't have to. 
if the family's life admin grows, because the family grows, we'll be able to afford to staff it. If the church was run purely on how good the upfront staff were up here, and your one job was just to bring people to be wowed by us and Jesus, however successful that was, we'd be limited. You'd be limited by the building size. We'd be limited by the skill level of the team, the band, the welcomers. Limited by whether your friends and family would actually come through that door. Now, don't get me wrong. I want you to invite your friends and family and them to get saved and know Jesus. Yes, please God. But everything we do needs to be able to multiply. Simple services that can be redone in any building. Not West End standard pyrotechnics. We do our best, but everything we do remains scalable, multipliable, simple, and ready for overflow. And that's why, though we love Sunday morning with every fibre of our being, it's not just about Sunday. It's about our homes, our communities, and our prayers. The widow and her sons, they did the miracle. The man of God just gave him some instructions. She held the pouring jar. The boys got the containers. They went into a room and they locked the door. This single parent family worked together and saw a miracle. They listened to God through his messenger and boom. They probably looked ridiculous to their friends. Borrowing jars. Did they ever give them back? They had faith, they listened, and they did. And God did the work. Jesus asks us to shut the door and go and pray in the Sermon on the Mount. When he brings the little girl back from the dead, he kicks everyone out, he shuts the door, and he wakes her up. The call is to prayer, to shutting the door on every outside influence and being radically transformed to overflow by being transformed by our closed-door relationship with him alone and in our families and friendships. We will give you, in twos and threes and beyond, activated teaching on how to live that way. I want us all to learn how to pray. Looking at another aspect of our reading. Who was Elisha? He was the successor to Elijah. Elijah went first. Elijah did amazing things, kind of top prophet of the Old Testament. But he went alone. He struggled with depression. And when he cried out to God, God gave him Elisha. And when Elisha succeeded Elijah and started to do what Elijah has done, he built a community of prophets. This woman is part of that community. This is miraculous community life. 
There's entrepreneurism here. There's community. There's family. There's God at work. There's really real need. There's real issues and there's real answers. The miracle doesn't happen at church. It doesn't happen done by a priest or a prophet. The woman and her sons need their friends and their community to supply the jars. This is a community story. We want to live in communities. Church groups, small groups, or wherever they're called, are so often weekly meetings. And that's great. But whilst there's shared friendship and support, it's not deep always. It's not open always. And it's not primary always. The vision that God has for us is community where we know each other's needs, where we serve each other and share life in the fullness, the rawness and the beauty that is there. This cannot happen just on Sunday morning and Wednesday night or whenever. It must be deep and wider. We're called to build families on a mission, communities of mission. I have been so blessed by living this way. My own children have been loved and discipled and babysat win, by people who I've loved and discipled and maybe not babysat, but I've certainly cleared up after them a few times, both physically and metaphorically. When we open our homes to friends and contacts, mis- mixing those who know Jesus and those who don't, our lives get richer. There's less quibbling over silly church issues and more love and more power. Holy Spirit, the life of Jesus and God's parenting love starts getting splashed around all over our lives. And before we know it, our desire to transform and meet their needs fills the jars of our our neighbours. We're transformed. And our life with Jesus is ignited. It's, It's really hard work. But it's the best kind of hard work. It's fulfilling. It's life in all its fullness. In this passage, a destitute widow and her two boys, at risk of being trafficked, are saved. A town sees God come close and save them. Faith is built, lives are changed. All of those jar owners would know the story. This is a story of justice, of business, and of transformation. It's a story of obedience and love, listening and doing. All the women, the woman and her sons have is faith and a little jar of oil. All Elisha has is a word from God. We have a vision to build a church on a word from God and a big, fat, faith-filled yes of obedience. To build a church that is all of us positioning ourselves to receive God's overflow and to allow it to flow out through our passionate, disciplined devotion to him. 
the openness of our homes and lives to one another and, and to those whose jars are empty is key. We get to build a church where everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to pray. Everyone gets to see lives changed. And every one of us overflows with the Spirit and changes our area person by person. So what? We'll be back over 2019 and into 2020. We'll have vision statements and names and clarity and websites and logos and explanations of all the structures. But it all comes down to one question. I gave you loads of questions in the start, and I haven't answered them all. I don't think I've answered many of them. But my real question is today, what will you put first? We can put Jesus as Lord and take the exhilarating and sometimes hard road of seeking overflow, miraculous community, disciplined prayer and mission, always submitting every part of our life to the Lordship of Jesus. Or... We can allow the things of this world, the cares of this life, society's undermining lies, to distract us. Jesus, the kingdom, the church, community, they can all happen as an extra, an add-on, a bit of the stuff that we do. Jesus as Lord, or an add-on. We get to rededicate ourselves to God's vision for us. There is more to say. There's more detail to add. But as we commit ourselves to overflow, to multiplication, we rededicate ourselves to God's vision for us. And to mark that, we also today rename our church. Burton Green, St. John's Westwood and St. Stephen's Canley will remain. But together, the family name, we will be named the bridge. The bridge, overarching the overflow of the Spirit. The bridge as the small jug of oil being the conduit from heaven to earth. Each of us can be the bridge in somebody's life. Each community of the church is a bridge into the community. Each base is a bridge between heaven and earth. And together we get to be united as one in the arches of the bridge. Connected, flowing in the spirit. One family with one vision. Let's invite Holy Spirit into this. If you'd like to receive from God, please, if you can, stand.
Holy Spirit, we know you are already here. We ask you to come inside us, come out from within us. Come, Holy Spirit, and work amongst us. Since the beginning of this service, I've I've just been really aware that there's a work against us as a church, and that work is to shut our mouths, to close our throats, to shut our mouths that we wouldn't speak. That we wouldn't speak out praise and prayer. That we wouldn't speak out love and encouragement to one another. And that we would not speak out the truth to those who don't know it. And there's a phrase that's from the old, the 1662 prayer book of the Church of England that I just cannot get out of my head. That I may have misquoted, but I'd like you to repeat after me. I'll say it once, and then I'll say it in two parts. And say it after me. Open your lips in praise, in encouragement, and in mission. O Lord, open thou my lips that my life may show forth thy praise. O Lord, open thou my lips, that my life may show forth thy praise. Just remain standing, keep receiving from God. But if there's somebody in this room who you know needs a touch from God, you don't even need to look at them. You don't even need to put a hand on their shoulder. Just ask right now that Holy Spirit helps (laughs) in whatever way. Come, Holy Spirit. To think of somebody who's maybe never darkened the door of a a church or a, 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 a house to spend time in God's presence, and they've got a need. And I want you to pray right now that between you and God and your community that their need would be sorted through the Spirit of God. Picture that person. Quick, simple prayer. And then as a last thing, I'd just like you to put your hand on your own heart or your own head, whichever you think needs the biggest touch. Or maybe one on each. (laughs) And I'm just going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for our prayer and our worship. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come into our hearts, into our minds, into our souls, into our strength. Holy Spirit, teach us to pray. Teach us to worship with everything we've got. Open our mouths in prayer, in worship, in adoration, in study, in you. That our lives would scream out your praise. That everything we do would be about you. Holy Spirit, we are leaky vessels. We need you to keep filling us. We need to keep coming back to you. Help us to come back to you. Keep filling us. And help us to be those who show others how to get filled.
overflow out of us.